0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer & Money. I am Ryan Brooklaw, And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how we look at money backwards. What do you mean by backwards, Ryan? <laughs> like it's scripted, Alex. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> I, you, I, like-
0: e, think about the different things that we do in life. Every day, and even I do this, I'm sure Alex does this to some degree. We may not have the opposite approach fully, but we all do things in life where we spend time on one thing that seems important at the time, and I'm sure it is, but something that might be even of more importance, we actually barely spend any time on. And so we've got three examples, actually four examples that we'll go through just as to explain our point and the first one is, and I do this, right? I'll look at a restaurant bill line by line, right? When I get my check at the end, I'll look at it just to make sure it's right. And it's not that the reason I do so is A, I want to make sure I, my money that I'm spending is being spent correctly, right? But how many of you look at your investment portfolios, like your 401ks and different investment accounts that you have, how many of you never even glance at the fees or the structures inside of those investments? How many of you just blindly putting stuff into the investments without understanding the fee structure? So think about that. You'll spend time reading a restaurant bill, but you won't spend time on the investments that are supposed to help you in life.
1: Well, I th- I think a lot of that winds up being because the the finance stuff is it's almost written in a foreign language. Yeah.
0: Our our industry is not helped at all.
1: Well, wait, wait right? you mean printing off reams of paper as disclosure <laughs> doesn't help people understand how this stuff works?
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, Alex and I try to do our best to simplify these things for our clients and hopefully for our listeners so that you feel more comfortable, A, talking about money and B, doing something about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you for sure that whenever I, you know, sign loan documents, you know, the fact that they, they stack a phone book in front of me, that, that definitely makes me feel uh, more protected that, uh, <laughs> Obviously I'm being a little bit facetious here. I, I, the disclosure is, is hundred percent necessary and we, we, we want there to be transparency. Uh, I'm simply suggesting that by stacking more and more paper in front of people, it, it's, it's clouding the issue instead of actually creating the transparency that it is designed to to create.
0: Yep. Here's another example. And it's really like where we spend our time. How many of us will search for flights and hotels for our next vacation for hours or even weeks or months so that we get the best deal at the, at the best resort on the best flight and we won't spend an hour, maybe even a year looking at our finances
1: Yeah, yeah. the The average American spends more time planning a week long vacation than they do their retirement, which you could argue is a thirty year long vacation.
0: And it makes sense. It's much more fun planning for our vacations. Like my wife and I, we get giddy when we start planning our trip to Hawaii and and just the different trips that we go on, right? Because it's new and it's exciting. Let's just face it. Looking at your finances kind of sucks like it's boring like even i'm in the industry and it's not something i look forward to all the time
2: however i
0: love the (laughs) you are the weird one (laughs) however you bring up a good point a 30-year vacation yeah that actually if i look at it from that perspective should i spend some time on that 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 sounds great maybe 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 just a just a little bit of time Right. But, but we understand it. Right. And, you know, tying everything in that we're, we're talking about here, right. It's, it's not fun talking about finances. It's hard to, frankly, our industry doesn't make it easy as well. And then there's life that occurs, but even just an hour, a quarter would be huge for many people. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about savings, right? Like we'll save up enthusiastically for a big event, like maybe a wedding or something or that, or that vacation hit, hit, hit hit pause for just a second.
1: You talk about it as savings because that's what it's called. It's called a savings account.
0: Yeah. It's, It's not a savings account, right? No, it's in our language. It's funny. Like, Oh, I'll save up for that. Nope. You're it's a spending account. Yep. You are you're literally
1: just building up enough dollars to be able to spend on whatever the heck you want. Um and, and like this is why flipping that script becomes so important. Like we think about a budget as a a limiting thing where it, it tells us what we have to do. And, and like Ryan, about I think it was about a year ago, like you you talked about this in a different way. And it it is just stuck with me. It has blown my mind. I hate budgeting, which is weird because I'm an analytic, right? But the thing is, is that the reason why I hate budgeting is because it is essentially an exercise in telling me what I have to do. And I really, really, really hate being told I have to do something. And you said, no, no, no. A budget is not telling you what you have to do. A budget says, okay, once we take care of these sets of things, now it provides the freedom to do whatever the heck you want with the rest of it. It is a freeing exercise, not a limiting exercise. And, and like that has just absolutely changed the way in which I
0: view things. Thank you. No, you're welcome. And you know, there's, it's amazing what we hear sometimes all of a sudden, when someone tells you a different perspective of the same issue or line, right? In this case, it'd be budgeting. When all of a sudden you look at it from a different lens, opens up different things for you, right? I've had that experience. You've had that experience. That's what hopefully the purpose of this episode, hopefully that's bringing that same different lens to people. Right. So like we'll save up or we'll spend right for this, this big wedding, but we'll begrudgingly contribute to savings just in general. Right. Because that's not the fun thing to do. Right. Right. But looking at that at a different lens, if we have money or we're not reliant upon a paycheck, how much fun can you have? So that's not pretty appealing. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then, you know, lastly, you know, we will hire professionals in our life all the time. Right. A Prime example is, you know, a handyman or, you know, a contractor to come out to, to do something on your home. Right. Like I will definitely do that. I am not a handyman. I suck at it. Matter of fact, my parents were just in town. My dad had to help me hang a mirror. Like I, I can't even, like it's, it's sad how bad I am. So I'll hire a professional or in this case, fly my dad up to do it for me.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's funny on so many levels.
0: But when we hire that person, we'll look at all the reviews. We'll get testimonials. We'll post on Facebook. Hey, who have you hired? We'll do all this research to get the professional to help us do something that we are not the expert in. Right. Now tie that to your finances. Many people don't want to hire a professional to help them with their finances. And it's in line with everything we've been talking about. Our industry has not helped because some people have made it sound like it's a sales industry. Some people talk in language that makes it difficult to understand so when you don't understand something it, it, why would you work with that person
1: heck Ryan you and I wind up talking in jargon despite the fact that we try as hard as humanly possible to avoid it it it, it almost just be, kind of becomes second nature um, in in how in, in, in the way in which we talk with each other and so that bleeds over into our conversations with our clients
0: mm-hmm and let's just face it, I mean, myself included, you know, I'm a control freak. I don't know if I want to trust someone with my money or with those decisions, and I might hear someone out, but I'm not sure I want to hire someone because of, of a trust issue possibly or a control freak issue, right? And if you go and you think about what, if you have the right professional in your life, what would that do for you? Yeah what don't you know that you don't know you should know
1: it, yeah i mean the, 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 there's so much there to try and unpack the uh the the if we break that that quadrant down into things that we know and uh things that we don't know and then add in whether we know that we know it or whether we don't know whether we know it or not. The, the scary part of that, that breakdown is the things that we don't know that we don't know that we don't know. Cause it's, it's so incredibly challenging
0: to solve for that. Right. It's hard, right? It's difficult. It's a it's probably, and it's probably not, it might be scary talking to a financial professional because maybe you don't want to see how you actually look. Or hear that maybe you made a decision that something else could have been better. But moving forward, now you might have someone to now bounce that idea off of. Like Alex and I talk to each other all the time about personal financial decisions.
1: Absolutely. Right.
0: Just to make sure that we're not being blind ourselves, because let's just face it, I, I can be, I can, I am arrogant and probably overconfident in certain decisions, because I consider myself to be a, an expert in this arena, and I'm still a human being. There's still emotions that come into play, so I double check with Alex to make sure. Okay, what am I missing?
1: Right, same. Like, I it's so nice to have somebody who I know and I trust, and and is familiar with with my situation, so that um, you know I can figure out like, hey. I feel like I'm missing something here. Ryan, can you take a look at this? What, where am I, what, where am I wrong in my thinking? And and like, like the budget example, like you are constantly adding uh, valuable input into my financial world. Even though I have my CFP, I have my CHFC. I've been doing this for 20 years. I also know, I don't know everything there is to know. And I also don't know what I am unintentionally blind to in my own situation. It's that I don't know that I don't know. And, and having just somebody in my life who I can bounce those ideas off of is just incredibly invaluable.
0: So those are just some examples that, you know, we were thinking of just the other day around like how as Americans or just as human beings, we can look at money very, very backwards which takes us to the question of the day alex yeah, and the question of the day is
1: what is it that you are looking at your money backwards what is it that you need to change the perspective on so that you're looking at it properly and you're reading from left to right instead of reading it from bottom to top or something of that nature where is it that you that you may be a little bit backwards in in your the way in which you're you're looking at your finances
0: So head on over to beer and and at the bottom of that page, there's a spot for you to answer that question of the day. As always, we hope this episode was valuable for you and Mr. Collins. Cheers.
2: This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax legal or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and maintenance value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California 91711. Telephone number 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Brian Burklow, AR insurance license number one five three one nine four one two, CA insurance license number O K two four nine two four. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2021 Expiration 03 2023.